What's up, world? The FC is on the road, and so am I. And we're back for episode 135 of Knifey Lion Radio. My name is Jonah, coming to you from my palatial lake house somewhere deep in the heart of Ohio. Paid for by your Patreon dollars. Joining me, pathetically back in Cincinnati, but honorably as well, it's the Post Zone, Kevin Wallace. Oh man, I, I don't have a uh, a Patreon funded uh, Patreon funded studio yet. Is what yet. I'll say yet. Uh, soon yeah. enough. Uh, today we rehash our feelings following another inconsequential loss to DC United. That'll be that's the be all end all of this episode, and it's the FCC recap. But of course, you're in the John Hart. I, I can't even fucking talk. You're in the John Hart's cave of wonders. The Lake House of Wonders. Kevin, Sunday night, game still fresh in her mind. What's your energy tonight? Uh, you know, I, I feel a renewed sense of disappointment because I only got to watch this match uh, earlier today. I did not get to watch it live thanks to the wonderful uh, streaming technology that is available to us as FC Cincinnati fans in market. Yeah. Um, so yeah, th- th- this wound is fresh for me. So I'll say that. Just tell me you were gonna watch it anyways. And you're not watching it just for the sake of this podcast. No, I gotta watch it because you know this, Moderita will have done something, and I'll I'll write something that he's the best player at doing this, and then we watch the game later, and it's like, oh, he is entirely incapable of that. I don't know. I don't. I just I gotta. I watch now just to make sure my takes make sense. Uh, being a fan has nothing to do with this. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I didn't know we had takes anymore. I, I think we got to dust off the server at the posts because it's <laughs> it's few and far between, honestly. But it's the way it goes in the FCC season. Um, I did have a question. Can I start off with a question? I'll allow it. Uh, I was thinking, because I was thinking about the podcast, that you know it gets – it gets the worse we are, the less people listen because people don't want to be reminded. But I was just wondering how much money FCC has cost people and businesses by being shitty for three years. I'm thinking of people like Cincy Shirts who are probably rolling mm-hmm. in it for the USL. I'm thinking of KLR. We were peaking after the first two games or so of uh, MLS season <laughs> one, and uh, you know now we've got a steady, a steady, consistent fan base. But I mean, things were on the upward trajectory. I mean. Think about Kevin. I know you're a communist, but think of the businesses. Think of all the business lost. <laughs> no, it's it's so true, and it's so sad that FC Cincinnati was really truly poised to challenge the Reds and the Bengals for at a minimum an equal seat at the table, if not overtaking. You know, whichever one of them would have really stumbled these last few years. Um, maybe that was the Bengals, right? That. that FC Cincinnati could have could have maybe supplanted them, and uh, no, we got the exact opposite. Now we've got like, I don't know. I feel like FCC has been been relegated to the Florence Yalls Cyclones section of the uh, <laughs> the sports world locally. It's it's not great. Um, and but we've still got the best beat writers in all of uh, Cincinnati sports fandom. So. Covering not just FCC, by the way. Uh, but we did play a game, unfortunately, this weekend. FCC traveled to D.C. of the D.C. United fame. 
We lose 4-2 to two after going down 4 nothing. Two controversial offsides. Goals of Brandon Vasquez. Goal of Lucho Deflecto Golo. An awful pitch <laughs> and a whole lot of fun. Kevin, my slightly homerish takeaway is that we were robbed, but also that we suck, and I never really thought we had a chance <laughs> to win. What's uh, what's your big what's your big narrative after another pointless loss? I mean this this match just reaffirmed my absolute hatred for VAR. Uh, that that regardless of if FC Cincinnati came out on the right side or the wrong side of this, and of of course they came out on the wrong side here, but just that's that's my big takeaway. Look, FC Cincinnati probably wasn't going to win this game even if they got every single 50-50 call their way. Like that's just where this team is right now. So it's hard hard to get too worked up about about the refs. Uh, so they score on their first goal is on a little planned corner kick set play they ran that worked to perfection um to me not to evan hatter who doesn't listen mm-hmm. to the podcast anyways but <laughs> to me <laughs> as he told me to me <laughs> uh there's a guy obstructing gustavo viacia and the ball goes straight through gustavo viacia's legs who's defending that player who's offsides at the time of the kick and the ball Kevin, by your letter of the law, in my mind, that was always offsides. Uh, am I speaking out of school, or did you see it differently? No, that, that's exactly the case. It's slightly counterintuitive. I mean, offside is, is notoriously the trickiest rule of soccer to learn, and there's so many weird nuances, and then, of course, they, they tinker with that rule every so often. Uh, but you can be offside even if you never touch the ball or are the one to, say, score the goal. Uh, if you are interfering with play, you can imagine a scenario where one player is cherry picking and standing right in front of the goalkeeper with nobody, you know, within 50 yards of them um, obstructing the keeper and somebody, you know, say uh, Kenny Walker chips it from midfield into the goal. You're still offside. You were interfering with the goalkeeper's ability to play, even if you're not the one who say taps the, the ball in. So, yeah, uh, if you watch that back, there's a DC player, I think, offside twice. They block Teton's view of the ball, and uh, they're preventing uh, Viasia from making a play on the ball. So, yeah, this is pretty straightforward. I would have thought the VAR ref would have had the the center ref take a look at it, and it was a pretty slam dunk case to overturn it, but they uh, they didn't. No, it looked like they paused for a second, but. Right. There's no way to tell if they're actually looking at it or not unless the guy goes over to the screen, really. I didn't see his yeah. hand to his ear. But I don't know how many minutes later is they score another goal off of a set piece, just flicked over the top. We did a little high line. They had three of their guys free. And TT kind of came halfway, flailed at it, went over he, his head. He does a weird thing. His Both of his hands are below his knee when it's uh, burn bomb has the ball hit his head. <laughs> Like, I don't – Teton was expecting a very different play on that ball. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he, he looks real bad in that goal. Yeah, but if, like they teach you on the headers, they say head it towards the ground. So right. if he – if Burnbaum plays that correctly like he should have and headed it down, TT is ready for it. So that's on Burnbaum. Yeah, <laughs> it's the the poor form that he scores the goal with. It's, it's really what happened. That happened uh, 
Damian Lillard hit a game-winning shot, I believe, in a playoff game. A very long three over Paul George. Paul George says that was a bad shot. He shouldn't have taken it. It's not on me. <laughs> that was way, you know, it was a bad shot. It just happened to go in. You know, I respect that energy of what is the uh whatever there was a great sci-fi movie that came out right when the matrix did and got totally overshadowed uh i think it was equilibrium i could be wrong about this uh but the whole concept in that was that they had these guys that would walk into rooms and shoot their guns randomly as in like they were shooting at the mathematically most likely place people would stand, not necessarily where people were. It's very weird. I promise you it's a very interesting, neat movie. It's just like The Matrix. <laughs> came out at the same time. Nobody saw it. Um, but that's what I feel like maybe Teton was doing. He, Regardless of what was happening in front of him, he was going to play goalkeeper for the, the highest percent chance of where the shot could have come from. <laughs> and uh, Jack Stern just doing the greatest PR campaign for himself of all time. He's this man has built up so much goodwill. No one will ever <laughs> question. <laughs> and I'm not actually suggesting they do cuz I don't know what the fuck matters with the goalkeeper coaches, but I've called for Gary Walker's head. I've called <laughs> for Demay's head on the bench. There's no one who I haven't called for their firing except for maybe Alex Steck. Uh but I'm watching you too, Stick. But everybody else is... But uh, it's time for some heat on the world's nicest man, Jack Stern. We're watching yeah. you, buddy. I'm, I'm game for that. I mean, look, this year is... <laughs> it's a long I season. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, believe me. I, I was doing this. Do you know how many matches we have left? It hurt to look this up. <laughs> I have there, no idea. There are nine more matches there's 27 more points available fc sensei has 20 points right now there are 27 points still up for grabs before the end of the season let the playoff uh, push begin <laughs> so many so many podcasts to record <laughs> but no i mean the, the goalkeeping situation this year has been Terrible. I, Cody Cropper was on this team, then he wasn't. Beckham Sunderland is on the team somewhere. Ben Lunt's whole situation. And then, uh, of course, the uh, management of Teton and Vermeer and the signing of Vermeer. I don't know how much Jack Stern gets to say with the uh, goalkeeping signings, but uh, ugh, <laughs> it was a terrible, terribly run uh, little, little uh, position there. All I'm saying is it could be jack watch next week because it's got a nice <laughs> ring to it uh jack watch uh but it did go in oh i was <laughs> not to get sidetracked more we talking about equilibrium it made me think of that movie i think it was wanted with angelina jolie yeah where they yes. like they're like if you flick your wrist while you're shooting you can <laughs> bend a bullet it's like that's like 90 percent of the takeaway from that movie is like you can bend a bullet around someone i'm not sure why but it'll come up later in the movie so yeah, it's a it's a Probably neat a skill, and then yeah, you, it's a neat skill. And then you think about how many times it would be useful, and uh, there's not many times <laughs> that's useful. I don't know. <laughs> the one time at the end of the movie, it was so useful. <laughs> uh, so then they're up two nothing, and that's um, really murder she wrote for us. But we do have a great look after that a ball to Cruz, who um, looks like he beats Bill Hamid. Bill Hamid gets the kick save. 
were people making fun of Tommy for saying kick save at one time because it was like a kick save uh, made a kick save and the ball goes right out to Lucho who then rips it and he hits it off the inside of the post bounces off to the inside but not enough to go in the goal and that moment was gone and it really hurt because they get their third from what I remember pretty soon after that but uh, for a second 2-1 it was all there for a brief moment thought we had him Oh yeah, and Lucha was playing. I I thought he was playing pretty good at that point. Like that, especially that move with Cruz. Like, I I'm all for it. Like this is this is who we signed. Like this is great. He some some really good movement. Uh, uh, just good composure in the box there, which is rare to see for FCC. You missed the whole uh, better off with without Lucho discussion. <laughs> where, where where do you stand, Kevin? Um. This is like the people who always call for starting the backup goalkeeper or backup uh, quarterback in the NFL, right. right? It's like Burrow throws two picks, and I don't even know who the Bengals' backup quarterback is, but all of a sudden everybody's the biggest Brad Gradkowski fan. Like, <laughs> get him in there, Craig Brandon Krenzel's Allen. Like, yeah, Brandon Allen. Oh, of course. How could I forget? Uh I couldn't even guess what college he went to. Um, Who's the backup of Lucho? That's the you know that's the number one thing right. for me. Well, we went what those three games: New York City, Orlando, and the other one. I don't remember where we did not have a backup for Lucho, and it ruined our season. That was the end of it. We gave up like fifteen goals in three games, and uh, uh, yeah, that sucked. That was the end of the season. Like the goal difference was shot. We lost three in a row. Uh, there was no momentum to build off of. We signed Vermeer. It was like, what the fuck is happening? Um, So yeah, that's, I mean, go back and watch that Orlando game if you really want to say that Lucho isn't our best player or Lucho should sit. Um, If you want squad rotation, sure. Like give him a night off here and there. But uh, if you're calling to bench him, you're a moron. (laughs) Third goal, was the third goal the crazy uh, late flag one or was that the fourth goal? Uh, gosh. And if so, what was the fourth was goal? The... <laughs> that was the, oh my God, I'm trying to remember now. Um, I guess it doesn't really matter because <laughs> they got all four I... before we scored. Oh my God, I don't remember. I think the fourth one was the weird one. I think the fourth one was the weird offside call. I watching yeah. it live was positive that I heard the refs whistle, but clearly I was just using visual cues. But uh, I mean, everybody's listening to this obviously saw the play. But the problem is, is now they hold the flag until the play is completely done, and they almost come to expect that because of situations like this. But in this case, for some reason, on a marginal call, which ended up I guess being onside, he dramatically raises his flag immediately. So yes. Wait, play to the whistle. I wish they would have, but even their team pretty much stopped and just went through the motions and scored. But the fact they raised the flag when we're all trained now that the flag's only coming up after a play is dead, it just really fucked us. And the fact that we had to go to VAR, I feel like I don't know what's the word. Uh, the spirit of the game, if you would, would be not to VAR that because everyone stopped and I thought for a second that the guy was going to get carded for i was like you can't kick in the ball that late that's a yellow card 
This place's right. been dead, so uh, I don't know. That's just funky, and I know we were already down. I guess from what you're saying, we were already down three nothing. But that really just pissed me off because it felt like, well, we just have no chance if we can't even get these to go our way. Right, and and that is the frustrating thing. Is like it's counterintuitive, but the the AR, the assistant referee on the sideline doesn't actually make the call. They signal to the center referee that there is a call to be made. And like you said, like 99% of the time, the referee blows the whistle, calls it dead, that's it. And then, yeah, at that point, if the guy keeps going and kicks the ball in the back of net, he's an asshole and is probably getting a yellow. Um, but it is possible. It happens. But, again, super rare. The referee can wave off the offside call. But in a world where VAR exists – None of that makes sense. Like, you would almost just, you should just get rid of the assistant referee at this point and just play everything every time and VAR everything. Like, the assistant referee isn't doing anything except for creating confusion like this, which is, in my opinion, like you said, it's against the spirit of the game. It defeats the entire purpose of what what we're doing with the sport. It's silly. Yeah, I've... I've only seen them call them off when they've seen a deflection, maybe, or something like right. that. The actual offside call, yeah, it doesn't happen. But, yeah, I mean, you were thinking, what does it matter anyways? And, of course, we we should have known better because Brandon Vasquez was coming in and mm-hmm. immediately gets a curling goal. And you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about this? And then Lucho gets a deflected goal from a Brandon Vasquez pass, the man was unstoppable. And then it's 4-2, and I we nearly had a third. I don't remember where it came from, but, I mean, we were piling it on. And it's one of those things when you see a team is down in uh, American football, too, and they're running, like, the speed, the, the two-minute drill, yeah. and just desperately trying to score, and it's, like, working. It's like, why did they fucking do this earlier? And it's like, <laughs> I know it's not that simple, but it was kind of hard. It's like, ah, obviously, they're off the gas a little bit, but... uh four two and for like a split second you're like if we score a third i was like i can't believe this game like i have a reason to keep watching i think that was the most shocking thing about it and uh i don't know i never believed but uh brandon vasquez much more valuable than brenner i think that's everyone's takeaway yeah obviously his first goal of the Uh, season Maybe we could sell Vasquez back to Sao Paulo for like seven million dollars, and they'll feel like they got a good return on uh, on their business with us. Um, yeah, I it's it's frustrating because as bad as FC Cincinnati is, they are a very and in MLS it's just been a very unlucky team, and it just sucks to to be shitty and to be unlucky. Like it's just it's a it's a bad combo. Uh, yeah, we are shitty and unlucky. I did after the game. Yap, very upset about the refereeing in his press conference and on his on-field interview. And as much as I'm ready for the Yap era to end, and obviously a four-two loss to DC United uh, does nothing to dissuade me from that. I do like hearing my coach talk real shit and not just be like, like he was making an excuse because he was talking about the rest of the whole time. So I don't say he wasn't deflecting cause he was, but like, you know, it's little things that can endear you. It's just like, say you hate after a crew game, say Caleb Porter is a horrible person. 
say he's a piece of shit, you know, stuff like that, that you could mm-hmm. win over the hearts and minds easily, especially in this city, if you say the right thing. And I just, I enjoyed him talking shit about the refereeing. And I was just thinking like, you've been at this all wrong, man. You could have been deflecting this whole time, but you could have done it in a way <laughs> that we all really enjoyed. And because we like complaining, go on Bailey Facebook. We're all a bunch of whiners. You know, we, we complain about everything. So Yap's complaining, but he hasn't been doing it in the right way. And I think he cost himself some goodwill that he could have been building up this whole season. That's just my take. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's a guy who hasn't endeared himself to the fans. Like He's like shat on the fans. And most of the times he's talked about him, like, yes. yeah, it's a great environment, but really they should learn the sport before they criticize me. Like, okay, <laughs> cool. Cool, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, should have been like, I should, I should be listening to the fans more often and like try to make it sound sincere. I was like, they've got the right idea. I've, I've been taking into account some of their lineup suggestions and, you know, we're working on things. <laughs> <laughs> and then like everyone else, but like, ah, actually, yeah, you're taking it too far yeah but, uh, too far too far but <laughs> we've incorporated there... skyline into the uh, the player's diet it's like no 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 not that much <laughs> i mean it just i i don't know why there's no reason to fire him but there's no reason to keep him and we're just like doing this dance and you know you would say oh the players gave up last night it was like they're still i guess they're still giving it (laughs) they're still giving it a go i just like i and you like you said there's nine more games left or however many games and it's like uh we just got to go through all these motions is there any scenario besides a nine winning the last nine games that yap comes back and if so man that'll be crazy right (laughs) i mean even if he won all nine games I don't know if he can keep his job. Look, like it's nine games. He has two full seasons uh, of a resume, and like this isn't this isn't good enough. And I I can't imagine he's going to dramatically change his coaching style or the approach to games or you know radical shift in formations. Um, we can't we can't add anything to the roster. Um, so yeah, I just don't know. Don't know what could change uh, Kyle realistically. Scott. <laughs> Kyle Scott, which I mean, just what a signing! I, I, I've I've posted about it before. The the Ger- or Brazilian player named Kaiser. I almost said German player named Kaiser. Uh, a Brazilian player named Kaiser who had like a fifteen year career who never made an appearance. He just kept getting signed to teams, and he would like fake injury and just go out to parties and and made millions of dollars throughout his whole career. Um, just being a fake football player, and I'm I'm not willing to rule this out for Kyle Scott is what I'm saying. You think Scott's at uh Scott? I called him by his last name. So, uh, Kyle Scott's <laughs> at uh Avon Field or Hyde Park Country Club, yeah. hitting the links oh, instead of of he's he's camping out in front of a uh, old Top Golf. You know, he's just waiting <laughs> waiting for the people to show up. You know, ugh, it's bad. That's one way to be- become friends with your uh, your Alan Cruises and Luchos. The top golf crew out there, but you got to live out there in the burbs if you want that. I, I, when I brought up Kyle Scott, I'd actually forgotten that. Like I was like, the last couple of times, I'm like, is Kyle Scott gonna be on the roster? And then I guess he missed practice with a sore or something or other. But uh, you know, 
whatever we want to happen is never going to happen. Who else was it? Archimedes. He didn't even make the trip. Mocha <laughs> Joe's coming in as a sub. It's like, they just know that. <laughs> Gotta get our money's worth in these fucking pointless games. <laughs> I just like that, that Stom's like, oh, we still we still gotta play for results. Let's bring Camo. Let's bring Mocha <laughs> Joe to this one. We're gonna need a result. Like, what the As hell if that if that that would equal a result. Right. <laughs> um No, it doesn't. And then we got another road game Saturday against Toronto again? Toronto. Hey, a winnable one. Oh, we can't win again, right? It just wait. Did we win the last you... one? Was that the one we won? We've won. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So hang on. We've won uh, a grand total of three games this year. <laughs> Two of them. Oh, I'm sorry. Four games. God, I'm so pessimistic. Four games this year. Two of them against Toronto. <laughs> uh, one against Chicago. Mm-hmm. Was the other Montreal? The other one. Montreal, there you go. Oh my God. We caught Montreal before they got a little respectable. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and they had uh, the worst miss of the MLS season. I think at least two of like the top five worst misses uh in both those games. It made Locas look like a shot from outside the box, <laughs> but how bad that was. Uh yeah, no Archimedes, no Clayton. I don't know if we if, can we close the book on the Clayton era? I mean, I wherever we Clayton, <laughs> wherever Clayton signs next, that's going to be my second team. I'm I'm abandoning any allegiance to Everton <laughs> or, or any of the other teams I follow. It's wherever he signs next, I am I'm pledging myself. There's somebody who probably said that about Ledesma, and then he signed in Finland. They're like, ah, damn, I can't even. <laughs> I don't think I can <laughs> watch <mind>. these games. <laughs> Well, Desma to Indy Eleven, Kevin, huh? Did that move the move the uh, move the needle at all for you? I mean, get the the easy thing here is that you say a USL player signed in USL, and it makes a lot of sense. But um, yeah, you figured if he could do it for Indy Eleven, he could probably do it for us. Let's be real. So <laughs> bring him in. Should have brought him I, in, I w- Jeff. <laughs> I will say, like I, you know, I kind of had a dismissive highly dismissive feeling towards people who went to go see Evan Newton play goal for Indy 11. Like they came with their, you know, that hit me in a really uh, negative place. Uh, But I, this is the first time it's like somebody who like finally had kids of their own. Like, I get it. It's like Ledesma signing. (laughs) Like he, like I could fathom going to see Ledesma play. Will I ever drive to Indy for that? No, 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 of course not. But it's the first time like, I even like the thought was like reasonable to me to go see Ledesma. I won't do it. I think the maximum I would drive is maybe Middletown. I don't know. Not quite Dayton. <laughs> uh, but... Although, although yes. October 16th, it's a Saturday, 7 p.m. Andy 11 hosts one Louisville city FC. You can see Jimmy V Ledesma. I mean... <laughs> Finally. Does it get any better than that? For an FCC fan, probably not. Sadly, <laughs> uh, I was kind of hoping you would say in Louisville because I, you know, I haven't seen the stadium. I'd be curious what that's like. I yeah, I had to check. I was I was tempted to go if it was in Louisville, actually, just to see that stadium. So if there's a playoff game between the two, I'd go cheer on Ledesma one last time. Uh, I mean, in theory, great. I question. probably won't, but <laughs> I like to say I might. 
That's what it's come to. Uh, yeah, no Clayton Ledesma. Welcome back, Ledesma. It took him a few days to. He kept retweeting replies to my tweet that was excited about him coming back. I was like, Ledesma, I'm right here, bro. Uh, he finally retweeted <laughs> me though, so good for him. Um, GM Kevin, you are editor in chief of the Post, which is the number one FCC news and opinion site. So, do you have anything to break? Any news to break that would really for the listeners out there? GM search, huh? Huh? Um, huh? Yeah, I have it on good authority that yes. Alan Koch is not in the running. Oh. Not in the running. So the man who developed for, Alfonso uh, Davies himself. You'd think you'd sign that guy right up, but no, they're passing on Alan Koch. Uh, do you have a strong opinion? Old old Cincy Lay, the writer on <laughs> for the post, he has some strong. Yeah. I don't know enough about any of these guys. Not Dutch was my only priority after that. But do you have a realistic choice that you're uh, you're secretly crossing your fingers for that might show up and save the day for FCC? So I I wrote a little bit about this. Like the profile of the guy I want is somebody who has worked in the Midwest, has recruited players to not a glamorous market, has a history of working sort of the weird MLS roster rules, uh, maybe somebody with some academy experience of, um, I don't need them to be a coach. I'm not going to say like, oh, this academy is good, but somebody who has a history of bringing in academy players to be on the roster and be regular contributors and like how you set up that pipeline is important. Um, and in my mind, the only two obvious choices there are, uh, I think it's Brian Bliss. I'm, I'm flying without some notes here. Bliss out of uh, Sporting Kansas City and Craig uh, Weibel. Weibel? Uh, Weigel. Who is now Weigel. Yeah, the third Weigel um, in uh, Seattle. Those two fit that profile. Like uh, One of the names in the running is Will Kuntz from LAFC. Yeah, I don't. It probably wasn't hard to convince Carlos Vela to come to LA and be the face of the LA franchise that they were starting up, where Will Ferrell is a co-owner. Like that, I don't want that. And they're, they're talking about this guy from Philadelphia, Chris Albright. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he's done a great job with his job. He seems highly regarded in MLS and around the league. Uh, but it's my understanding that Ernst Tanner runs the show there. So I don't know where Ernst Tanner's responsibilities stop and his start and if he's responsible for that. But, um, yeah, I don't know if, uh, I don't, I don't know how much credit that guy gets. Whereas, um, the other two, I can, I can point to some pretty obvious spots on their resume where they make a lot of sense to, to bring into the organization. So that's my take, but I'll be happy with anybody. That's good. That's you named a hundred percent more names than I could have named. I I do I know Brian Weigel <laughs> has been hashtagging for Brian Bliss, so you guys are on Team Brian Bliss together at least. So maybe you can Loka take my energy to make that a reality. I don't know. It'd be nice. I mean, Bliss is so the problem with Kansas City is uh, your your favorite per, Peter Vermes or Peter Vermeer. Uh, he's the end-all, be-all there. He's their Bruce Arena. He's their Bill Belichick. He's the coach and the GM, um, makes all the transfers, blah, 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 blah. Bliss has been his number two forever and ever and ever. Um, And the way I see it, he doesn't have anywhere to go up unless they fire the face of their franchise, basically. So 
Um, I would assume FC Cincinnati could offer him the number one job and he could finally be the guy in a Midwestern market that has a cool new stadium that is getting its academy up off the ground. Um, and they, they have a history now of selling players to Europe, of incorporating guys into the team from their academy. Uh, they hired Mitch Hildebrandt to be a youth coach. I mean, what, what? more do you need? But <laughs> Swope Park Ranger. Uh, yes. Uh, There's the old name now. So they, they went back to Sporting Kansas City 2. Oh, come on. Very boring. I know. Um, I know. Well, it'll happen eventually. I know those will be a Reddit post about it every other week. But as long as they hire one at some point, I'll be... I'll be excited. Um, yeah, you nine games left. Kevin, you want to give a, let's say, over-under wins 1.5. What are you taking? I'd take over if only because we play Chicago, Toronto, and Miami, and I think we can win two of those three, but I don't think we win more than two. Got a lot of home games. Not great. Nice and congested. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would take over too, but uh, you know, I'm not gonna. I wouldn't be shocked <laughs> about it. Are you um, are you demented like me, where you're thinking just not just barely not being wooden spoon is less amusing than a third spoon, or are you afraid of the spoon? I think I'm afraid of the spoon, if only because it puts such a stink on FCC that it it might be a long time before they come back from that. Like Toronto was miserable for 10 years, but they were never back to back to back worst team in the league. <laughs> like, it feels like it's Toronto's just, year. It's got to be. I mean, they've been truly yeah. bad. And after playing them, I'm like, we are better than them. So if they jump us, then something really has to go, go crazy. Yeah, our level is definitely above Toronto – in Chicago. I really hope the standings reflect that. I think Austin as well has a real shot at winning this wooden spoon, which really should be the team we root for because uh, one, it shows that expansion at this point is much harder than people are ever giving it credit for. And a lot of people were pointing to Austin as like, see Cincinnati, this is how you should have built a team. So it'd be really nice if they finished dead last. Uh, well, they're playing tonight, so we're all LA Galaxy fans because uh, we we root for the bad stuff to happen. Um, last thing, and then we'll get out of here. Season ticket holder gift. Wow, controversial. Personally, pins and scarves is all I ever wanted, especially the pins. Uh, Kevin, on a scale of <laughs> 8 to 10, how excited were you with the gift that was oft-delayed and oft-criticized upon arrival? Ooh, 8.75 is where I was at with that mm. one. That's, uh, I don't know. I, I saw a lot of people complaining, but what do, what would you want? What were you hoping was going to show I, up? I guess that's I my question. I think they should stop. I think they should stop doing them. It, all it does is upset people. <laughs> like, you have to break the bank if you don't want these people to get pissed off. Or just don't tell them there's not going to be one, and then one randomly shows up, and they'll be excited. Because otherwise, you're not going to please anyone. Yes, I think the pins are pointless and the scarves feel cheap but they are what they are it's fine i don't i don't need that you're i'm not some people it really feels like they're season ticket holders because they want a gift which is (laughs) fucking insane 
like what is the gift that happened in the past that has made you set your your expectations so high like it was a scarf one year it was a flag one year that if i remember correctly most of them had a weird rust damage on <laughs> yes, those flags quite cheap yes um we got coasters and a rocks glass that was nice like that was okay but if you didn't drink it was weird and also it was a weirdly like slightly smaller glass thing <laughs> you would probably expect the um, metal paperweight yeah. thing we got Oh, I forgot about the weird metal paperweight that's like a map thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is right in line with that. I don't know what somebody <laughs> was like. <laughs> yeah, this is like, it's not just pins. It's not just scarves. It's a combination. And uh, somebody who, uh, somebody in the group chat with me, group text, was like, that's it? And I was like, did you pull the drawer out? And they're like, oh. <laughs> right. It's a really nice box. The, like, box, the box is probably the nicest part. I think I'm gonna use them to like keep Christmas ornaments in or something like that. It's like really nice, and Don't you can get it out. And, yeah, I keep my I keep my doodads in there. Yeah, <laughs> the pandemic claims another victim, and it's the season ticket holder gift. Fucking the shipping <laughs> delay just broke people's brains. But uh, hey, FCC, I'm cool if you just stop doing it. I won't complain. <laughs> I was hoping for something shitty just to upset these people who are posting every other week. Where are the season ticket holder gifts? I was like, I don't know. How about you go to a tall building and close your eyes and walk out the window and just see what happens. But that's, just, <laughs> that's just me. I'm just Mr. Negative. Uh, Kevin? I, um, no, please go ahead. Yes. Oh, I was just going to say, I, uh, I assume this happens in Europe. I would like for this to happen with FC Cincinnati. I know Fourth Floor Creative likes to flex their creativity. Um, why don't you just give us like a season recap DVD at the end of the year for all the season ticket holders? I mean, I know these shitty seasons will suck, but I, I assume 50 years from now we'll have had our ups and downs and it'd be kind of be fun to go back and relive some of those. You can have like the players interviewed a little bit about like how that game went or something. I don't know. You could do a whole season recap in an hour. It'd be kind of neat to go back and rewatch. Just make that they the would, gift. I think they would say, you know, we don't have DVD players anymore. You fucking idiots. Okay, make a digital download available. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what that you that's what you would hear. Uh, do you remember the I NFL? I want a laser disc of the season. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they used to do the NFL yearbook for each team. In uh, they yes. might still do, it, but it was a VHS. But there, I remember seeing the Bengals one because they did like a marathon leading up to a season one year. It was like uh, something like. Re- finding our stripes they call it or something it was a the one in 15 season right before they hired marvin and it was just like how did you make a positive video from a one in 15 season but uh they found they found a way i mean it was ridiculous but i'd love it's just all the individual player yeah it's all the individual player achievements like lucho completed the most passes in a match of his entire career in this one it's like Corey dylan with his 300 yard game that we also lost horribly (laughs) um yeah that's all i got but um so toronto all right there's a chance i'm saying we got a chance what's your final thoughts straight from my lake house to you kevin what are your final thoughts of the day uh, if the season ticket holder gift isn't better next year, I'm done, and I'm officially a Louisville fan. I assume they have better season ticket holder gifts. <laughs> of course they do. 
uh, personal meet and greet with <laughs> Jimmy McLaughlin for everyone who renews. God, he does it with a smile on so his much face. For that. Uh, also, FCC, you can stop calling and emailing me. I am going to renew. I'm not waiting for any reason. I'm just being lazy. I just didn't feel like doing it right now. I'm waiting for these U.S.-Mexico tickets to hit and see how much damage it does to the old credit card. So as soon as that happens, don't worry. I'll be back. Maybe mm-hmm. upgrading. All right. Kevin, thank you. Sunday night. I appreciate it. Oh, anytime. Anytime. All right. Till next time. Uh, I don't know. I'm on my wife's computer. I don't want to download anything. Maybe no outro music, just to reflect the somber nature of the past game. So instead of listening to whatever banger I play, just take some time to reflect on your life and your fandom in general. All right. Kevin, one more word. Bless. All right. God bless all of you. Goodbye.